0: And welcome back to Music Free Static. It is great to have you here. And I have to admit, and perhaps apologize for the really clickbaity title, Noster has a censorship problem. Now, some of you are wondering, what the heck is Noster? And and some of you are going like, but Noster is this uh, censorship-resistant platform. What do you mean it has a censorship problem? And I'm going to get to both of those things. But I do want to thank you all for being here. Um, Also, just a reminder, if you didn't see it already, I have a, I've updated my merch store at store.musicfreegaming.com. So check that out. And, uh, all right, let's talk social media and creator media and censorship. But I'm going to, I want to preface that a little bit. So... First, let's talk about Nostr. So Nostr is, and I'm going to quote from the link on Nostr.com, or the description on Nostr.com. Nostr is a simple open protocol that enables global, decentralized, and censorship-resistant social media. Huzzah! Okay, I might have added the huzzah, but that's what, what it does. It's a social media protocol. It can be used for other things, but primarily it's designed for social media in a, I'm gonna say it it falls into that line between social media and creator media, just like Twitter does. Now, if you don't know what I mean by creator media, check out uh, the previous episode. The short answer is creator media is focused on the creation of content, not the social interaction. Noster is kind of fun because what you do, or the way it works is it uses relays to send messages to clients. The relays don't talk to other relays, they only talk to the clients. But your clients can connect to multiple relays to pick up whatever's going on there. So if you're using uh, Damas or using um, Amethyst or Snort or any of these other clients, Iris, whatever, you can connect to all of these different relays and see the posts that are going through there. Anyone can run their own relay which is great and users are identified by a cryptographic public key now you could add a email looking identifier but it doesn't matter what relay you're connecting to where you post what client you use you are always that public key all right awesome this is a good place to start I said I'm gonna use noster as the example but twitter also falls into a lot of what i'm going to talk about other than it's it's a centralized platform and because twitter is a centralized platform it has some issues and we're going to talk about those issues but let's talk censorship now censorship again i just asked bard for a definition of censorship and it says censorship is the suppression of speech public communication or other information this may be done on the basis that such material is considered objectionable, harmful, sensitive, or quote, inconvenient. Censorship can be conducted by governments, private institutions, or other controlling bodies. Government censorship is a separate thing. I'm not going to get into politics. Uh, but it will I'll touch on it just a little bit as we continue this discussion. Those other two, I think, are going to be especially interesting as we look at. What actually can make or could improve the experience on Noster and Twitter and other more creator-focused platforms, creator media platforms? Now, the first problem any of these platforms have, and this is where Noster actually has a problem, and that's spam, right? Any network that allows public posting, especially if it can be automated, will attract spammers, right? And these are people that are just throwing out uh, either deceptive content in order to try to con you out of your money or you see it in sort of the disinformation arguments, right? You get some some botnet that starts spamming out particular messages. Now, they could be government, politics-related messages. They could just be messages like The Last Jedi Sucked, and we all know those are horrible and wrong. I don't need your comments about how The Last Jedi sucked, okay? <laughs> if you didn't like it, fine. I loved it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But the, the, I, the whole point is spammers are a problem. Look at email, right? When I ran a mail server for an ISP, fully 95%, easily 95% of every message was delivered to our mail server was spam. And that might have been as high as 98% at one point. I was handling millions of messages a day. This was back in the 90s. And it was the vast majority of it was spam. According to the definition that I just read, the suppression of public communication or information, we'll focus on those for a minute, that is considered objectionable, harmful, sensitive, or inconvenience, that was spam. Straight up, <laughs> a, a spam filter can be considered censorship by this de- sort of definition. And when you start looking at Twitter, for example, Twitter has, for most of its existence, had a problem with with bots and spam. They did a lot to help take, clean that up. That was one of Musk's big goals when he bought Twitter, was to deal with the spam. And you run into this on any platform that allows user generated content, right? Twitch has this problem, not so much with the streamers, but with um, commenters, right? Any big Twitch stream that I've been on, and even a lot of smaller ones, get spam comments. It's like somebody drops in and posts a comment, get more followers at, you know, I like big or something stupid, right? I don't. That may or may not be a real thing. Don't go to that link. I don't care. Anyway, uh, but you also see it on YouTube. YouTube spam comments are are totally a, a thing. You could argue that spam filters are a form of censorship, a useful form to be sure, but censorship nonetheless. Noster is by design a censorship resistant platform, which means it can have a spam problem. now. What you just determine is as being spam or potentially illegal content that, that you may or may not want posted, posted to the network. Um, and that's not even counting stuff that, hey, is perfectly legal, but maybe I don't wanna see it, things like porn. That sort of content is censored on platforms like Twitter less so, definitely on Instagram. Nostr doesn't care. Now, there is a new uh, protocol, NIP 36, on on Nostr. This is how, because Nostr is not controlled by a company, it's completely decentralized, the, the rules are made up by the community. And one of the rules they, they've added, or in addition to the protocol, is a self-tagging, this is for mature content or mature audiences flag. So if somebody wants to post a pornographic picture they can mark it hey this is mature if you know it'll come through the global feed you'll see the post hey yo know, check out my my sweet hotness or whatever and but the the image itself will be blurred by the clients for those clients that support the nip 36 protocol that is a form of self-censorship which One, is awesome because it allows the content to still get posted. The person who posts it to say, hey, I'm posting it. I know not everyone's going to be cool with this. Let me just flip flip this flag. And if you don't want to see it, you don't have to see it. Which then also gives control of the censorship. Again, I'm going to continue to use that word for for a minute. Uh, But it gives the user control of that censorship to themselves, right? I can go through and say, hey, don't show me anything that's marked mature. Okay? Wonderful. Now, I've been using censorship in part because it's a really loaded word. But really what I'm talking about is filtering. Now, when you talk about government censorship, what you're dealing with is a government, and again, this isn't necessarily the United States government, it could be Iran, or France, or Turkey, or Russia, or anybody else, making a choice for everybody on the platform that you do not get to see this content. Okay. That's an entirely separate beast. and I'm only gonna to touch on it a little bit here, but really what I wanna to shift to is filtering. Filtering is awesome, okay? The problem with Noster, talk about Noster has a censorship problem. Nostr has a censorship problem, not because it censors messages, but because it doesn't. And that's okay. All right. Let, let me be clear here. That is just fine. Nostr, or any decentralized system, this, this goes for Nostr, this could go for um, Mastodon, this could go for anything, could potentially create its own filters. Why? Because you're using your own client. Noster is designed for this, right? Just like email. It doesn't matter if I use uh, Google's web interface or FireUp, uh, Mozilla Thunderbird, or any other mail clients. I can write my own. I have. It sucks. I don't. <laughs> okay. You can go through all of this and do your own filtering on your side. This is awesome. Now, while I think it's, it's especially useful on platforms like Noster that are designed to resist censorship at a protocol level. That doesn't mean that I, as the user, want to see the global feed all the time or everything that's on the global feed. And this is... I've been chatting here for, you know, 10 minutes or so. To get to this point of what would make any form of creator media useful is filtering, user controlled filtering. What if your your clients, right? Like in in Nostra's case, a Nostra client, but what if on Instagram or on Twitter, I could create my own filter based off of some learning system, right? It could be a Bayesian filter, it could be something based off of a large language model, but I could automatically tag or untag filters as whatever topic I want to tag it as okay now spam and and porn adult content those are obvious filters every web-based mail system in the world (laughs) right or at least the popular ones have some form of spam filter because nobody wants to sit and clean out 98 percent of their incoming messages as spam it's just a waste of time the cool thing is like if you're using gmail you can go into your spam folder and say, Google, you done screwed up. That's not spam. Please deliver it. And Google will start learning that, oh, yeah, those messages, my, my logging messages from my servers are not spam. Please ignore them. <laughs> quit, quit marking them as spam, right? And for a lot of that stuff, in a centralized server like Twitter, you can deal with that. Right, you can label them, you can delete them, right? A, a more aggressive platform could could block them and delete the accounts, right? That's obvious, right? What would be cool is that on the user side, I could make filters. Again, whether I go through Bayesian filter, and if you've never known, Bayesian is a uh, probabilistic filter. The idea is you mark something as spam or not spam, and it starts to learn what is what constitutes spam what looks like spam and what doesn't it's not very smart but it works pretty well one of the issues i had this was an issue i had on twitter for a long time i had people i followed on twitter because i loved their sports reporting right for a long time i was uh, i followed the nfl i was a fan of the denver broncos having grown up in denver that's sort of my team a lot of the people i followed they were amazing i loved them they were in-depth statistical analysis of the nfl a bunch of people from football outsiders and stuff loved their football commentary i had no interest desire or anything to see their political posts now they didn't do that often but i didn't want to see them regardless i didn't care about their politics honestly i didn't care about their latest trip to the beach, all I want to see is their, their content on, the, on the NFL. More specifically the content on the Broncos, but the NFL in general, right? The same is true, like with Minecraft. There are people I may want to follow because they're Minecraft devs, right? Cool. But a lot of them also post their own, again, it tends to be politics, but other things going on. I don't care about that stuff. I'm following you following you, because of your Minecraft content, not all of your other stuff. I don't care about your other stuff. I just wanna see the Minecraft. And that, having that ability gives me a, a better, gives me a better experience. Because I said, I don't care about, you know, if Aaron over there is posting about his steak, wonderful, I don't care. Give me, the, give me the NFL. And that makes my, my feed generated by all of these content creators more useful to me. I can get some of that if people are good about, like, using hashtags, right? This, this grew up on Twitter. It's everywhere now. But the idea is that I could tag a post, this is football. Or this is politics. Or this is Minecraft. Or this is foodstuffs. Right, and some of that exists on on Noster, but it, it but it's just about everywhere. But it's not universal. And using hashtags doesn't allow me to filter out stuff consistently. Partly because people don't consistently use hashtags. Sure, on TweetDeck, I could set up a feed that you start getting a growing list of hashtags. All right, I don't care about politics. Let's, I don't care about Biden. I don't care about Trump. I don't care about, right. You just start getting this long list of things to exclude. And eventually you've excluded so much that it's really difficult to manage. Like, Okay. I'm okay. I, I can bring this term back. Maybe, perhaps, I don't know. So a good filter could be informed by hashtags, but not necessarily be dependent upon them. This would be awesome and amazing. It is totally and completely contrary to the creator model of pushing messages out. As I've talked about before, and you can listen to my last podcast as I talk about the differences between creator media and social media, Twitter and Noster straddle the line. Most microblogging sites tend to because they're more conducive to actual social interaction. Twitter does have an algorithmic feed. It doesn't have to. I think you can actually enable a, a pure chronological feed now. Noster has no algorithm at all, <laughs> right? Which is great. You know, give me what it is in order. Most people of those types of platforms I've seen actually prefer that. Not everybody, but the ones I've dealt with really say, just give me a chronological feed. I love Noster because it puts so much of the control of your experience in your own hands. Now, Noster does have, I don't want to say a, a problem, but it does have the concept of likes. But it's pretty much just an emoji response to any anything you post. Noster also has the concept of zaps, which are awesome. This is actually a really cool feature, but it has its own problems. The idea is that you can zap a a message on or a note on Noster and basically send somebody sats, which are, I think it's a millionth of a Bitcoin. And so, if you really liked something, you can actually monetarily reward whoever posted it. Now, this, I think, compounds a different problem with creator media where the creator gets so focused on did I get enough likes, did I get enough zaps, did I get enough uh, shares or retweets or whatever? That, in and of itself, can be unhealthy. But all of the stuff coming in can be controlled by the user. One of the things that's really awesome about, I don't know, sometimes sites like Pinterest, sometimes TikTok and sometimes YouTube with the the algorithmic feed is, I don't know who I wanna follow, right? This was especially true on Pinterest. I don't really care who I'm following. I just wanna see all of these cool Minecraft builds, right? Or inspiration, architectural stuff. That's one of the things I really used Pinterest for when I was still using Pinterest, was uh, I wanna see these cool architectural suggestions, um, inspiration photos and that type of thing. Being able to build your own filters that say, or have them learn automatically that say, hey, I wanna see this and not that, or this is architecture and this is politics, or this is Minecraft and this is Roblox, or, you know, start taking your your pick, however you wanna set your filters, right? That can be very powerful and very empowering for a user. It allows a user to define their own censorship if you want to look at it that way. What if the complaints again about Twitter was that they were censoring specific viewpoints? Maybe they're claim claims they're censoring conservatives, claims they were censoring progressives. What if the platform didn't matter and instead you were the censor was the user. You can make arguments about echo chambers and all that other thing. I mean, that's potentially true. The the facts are people want to see what they want to see and not what somebody else wants to see. My experience on YouTube is much different from my wife's. I watch a lot of Minecraft. I watch channels about medieval weaponry and guns. But my wife is watching all these videos on soap making and bath and body Crafting of stuff, right? She likes to make lotion. She likes to make soap, right? She's um, occasionally sees some things. I think about crochet. She likes to. She watches a lot more like stand-up comedy on YouTube than I do. I love stand-up. I just don't tend to watch very much of it. Our experiences are different because what what we want to watch, what we are entertained by, is different. YouTube tries to solve that problem for you. Oh, we know what you want to watch. Well, I subscribe to this channel. Show me those videos from that channel. But also, I'd like to see all of this other stuff. Now, stuff tends to churn on YouTube a little slower. No, I say that they deal with the ridiculous numbers of videos. But the number of tweets per second that I can actively deal with is a lot higher than the number of YouTube videos per second. Right? I can, I can go through and I can read three or four tweets or Noster notes or whatever, fairly quickly it's not like i can watch three or four youtube videos within a minute right but i could do that on, on nostr i can do that on twitter so what i am saying is to create a better creator based network experience is to allow users to do their own filtering and censorship again this is contrary to the commercial creator media ecosystem because Instagram doesn't c- care what your politics are as long as they can throw more and more images in your eyes and more and more ads in your eyes. The same is true with TikTok. It's even more aggressive on TikTok. That is what would make this better. And so when I talk about Noster having a censorship problem, it what it is is it's, there's a filtering problem that can be solved. I have the technical skills to do it. I don't have the time, <laughs> Right. Yes, I could write my own Nostra clients, I am a programmer, I can do this, but I don't want to, (laughs) right? I just don't, I don't don't have the time. I'd rather be spending time creating videos on Minecraft or these podcasts. I think the more these creator platforms can push control of, of what you see to the user itself, I think the more those users are actually going to enjoy those platforms. And that, I think, is awesome. Now, the cool thing, too, about something like Nostr is because it's decentralized, it's very difficult or it's much harder for there to be a central authority, that's you know governments or perhaps the company running the servers, to censor that content, which is an argument for me for going to something like Nostr or Blue Sky or even Mastodon. It puts more of the control over what, you as a creator or as a user are seeing in your own hands. That does make it harder for creators, straight up, and it makes it harder for platforms. I appreciate those problems, but for a user, that is empowering and that is awesome. And it makes users the final arbiter of what do I get to see or what do I have to see or what do I want to see? And what do I, what can I ignore and that is awesome. And that I think would be one of the best ways of fixing the creator-based social networking that we have today. So thank you all for listening to me rant here for for a half hour. Uh, Please like the video on YouTube and or rate the podcast on your, wherever you're listening to this, subscribe to the channels, all that good stuff. And until next time, be excellent to each other. This is Music Free Static signing off.